0: I'm Emma Gray, and welcome to Rich Text, a podcast about our cultural obsessions like the frustrating, joyful, painful, satisfying, life-altering, depressing, exhilarating prospect and process of dating and being in relationships in your 30s. If you're listening today, you're already a paid subscriber to our audio and written newsletter, Rich Text. Thank you, as always, for being here. You quite literally make our work possible. I'm here today with my dear friend Kate Hutchison, who is the founder of Lasso Audio and author of the Cusk newsletter on Substack. Kate, thank you for doing this with me. (laughs) This is a beyond an honor and a privilege. Kate and I have known each other for a very long time. We have seen each other through a lot of the pain points of dating in our 20s and 30s. Lots of bad outfit. <laughs> Lots of bad outfit. So I figured he would be a great person to have this conversation with. So just to position ourselves, because obviously any advice we give comes from our own experiences, you know, all the caveats. We are both currently in long-term relationships. We both met our current partners in our 30s. We're both straight. We both live in Brooklyn, and we both do not have children, and neither of us are currently married. So obviously, take everything that we say with that lens, and we certainly don't claim to be speaking for everyone's experiences. Mm -hmm. But I personally wanted to have this conversation because I love hearing other people talk about these things. And I think that just hearing people process these big questions can be helpful. So hopefully, hopefully... It is. I reached out on our pod Instagram and asked people to submit questions. We got a ton. I split them into two categories, kind of questions about dating and then questions about being in a relationship and making big decisions within that relationship. So we'll just kind of see what we get through. And as predicted, a lot of these questions overlapped with each other.
1: Yep, that makes a lot of sense. We're all in this boat together.
0: It's true. Also, I just have to say, Kate is the person who, when we were like 24 and someone would dump us, she would be like, okay, what did you learn? And I was like, nothing, Kate. I learned nothing. (laughs) Yep. And this was pre-app. So it was like, I learned not to hit on a guy at pianos. So... First couple questions. Someone wrote in saying, I'm 30 and haven't really dated before. How do I start? It seems so scary and daunting. And someone else said, what do you do when you're in your mid-30s, but you don't have a lot or any dating experience? And first, I just want to say, I get why it's daunting. And also, I want to say that dating skills are social skills. Just because you have dated a lot does not mean you're good at it. And just because you haven't, doesn't mean you're going to be bad at it. That's-
1: I also agree with that. Also, dating, especially now, no one has these dating skills. We're dating in a whole new era. No one has these skills. That's so true. So, even people who have been dating for years, we've never dated like this before. So, no one has these skills. We're all little donkeys walking around not knowing how to use our legs yet. So, you're you're in a safe place. And that's kind of comforting. Exactly, exactly. This is a level playing field. So we're all starting this out. It's a new frontier.
0: And I also think that people come into their 30s with all different levels of dating experience. I had not been in a long-term adult relationship until I was into my 30s, until I was in my current relationship. And I had a lot of anxiety about like, well, how will I know how to do it? Because I haven't done it. And have I kind of set myself up to fail because I haven't already had this experience? And the truth is, no. In the same way that when you get a new job, you have to learn all your skills on the job, the way you learn to date is you go on dates and you see what works for you and you see what you like and you see what you hate and you kind of learn to streamline those experiences to those preferences as you go. So I get that it's scary, but the only way to do it is to just start. Think about it as like you're just gaining experience, then the stakes can feel very low. Go for one drink or one coffee. Yep. You just get in and out. Yep. I'm notorious for the, if you don't look like your profile picture, up and leave. That person
1: is a liar. Red flag. We do not spend time with liars. Emma knows me well enough to know that I am not lying. I have left. She's not lying. <laughs> I've walked into restaurants, said, Oh, you're so-and-so? I'm sorry. You do not look like your picture. And I do not, (laughs) I do not date liars and left before there's even one drink. But from my perspective too, when you're first dating in your thirties, it's, or first dating in your twenties, whenever you first start dating, it's a great time to really check in with yourself and say, why am I doing this? And what am I not going to let this become? And when you're dating anytime, it can become such a test of your self-esteem and that's ultimately the worst part of dating is you go on a lousy date and all of a sudden I'm horrible. You know, it's, it's a reflection on me. And if I gave any advice to anyone, it's just view every single date as a social experiment and don't take it personally. It is the hardest advice, but especially if you've never had that experience before, just really, really establish that first upfront and remember who you are right now and don't ever let a bad
0: date define
1: you ever cuz it's not about you Oh
0: that's so true I think approaching dating like you're an anthropologist yes. is the healthiest way to do it Go in being like if this sucks I'll have a story Yeah
1: Yeah it's all coffee Nothing is
0: better it's all a copy of Nora Ephron forever. Yeah. I remember during COVID, I went on a date with someone whose
1: picture was a hot priest from Fleabag and Emma encouraged me to go out with him for the story. And I'm so glad I did because I get to use it on this podcast. I went out with a priest <laughs> and it was boring, but at least I get to say I did that. Next couple questions.
0: Dating in your 20s is such a minefield. How bad is it in your 30s comparatively? And then a similar question. Is dating in your 30s better than in your 20s? First of all, just want to say, like, I think people have vastly different experiences of both dating in your 20s and your 30s. I will say, though, that the way that it gets better in your 30s is because of you. Because you know yourself. At least I knew myself so much better better. I know myself so much better in this decade than I did in my last. And it's it's not necessarily better or worse. It's just different.
1: Yeah. I do think I had a lot of privilege in my dating life because I am not someone who it's ever been important to be in a relationship and I don't want kids. So that's taken a lot of burden off of me in terms of finding someone to get with early so that I can establish a family. And if having kids isn't a goal you approach dating very differently and so as such my dating in my 20s is pretty similar to my datings in my 30s because my goals were still the same find someone i like hanging out with Mm. as long as i want to hang out with them indefinitely you know i think the difference is with my partner now it's permanent we have decided to get married and that's been a big surprise to both of us but in general because I've had pretty much the same goals in my 20s and 30s. It's been the same. But I can imagine that the difference in your 30s is you have more pressure, because there are things that you want to achieve. But in dating, it's always mitigating risk, or, you know, it is a numbers game, like you were saying, luck, and dating as many people as possible, is kind of the best way to just alleviate some of the pressure on one person. And also spread your luck out a little bit. So, I'm a big fan of just dating as many people as possible.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. The way that dating in your 30s maybe feels harder is that for a lot of people, the stakes feel yes. higher. I think for me, like my experience of dating in my 20s just felt like being emotionally pummeled over and over and over again. I struggled a lot with feeling invisible not good enough, not attractive enough. So much of my dating experience in my 20s was about feeling unwanted. Mm -hmm. And I think that understanding myself better in my 30s just made me a healthier person (laughs) to date, right? That
1: that makes so much sense. And the more you know yourself and the more you're comfortable with yourself, the better you are to date in general because you – put
0: less expectations and need on the other person to provide for yourself. Absolutely. I love this question. What are some things to look out for red flags that are uniquely 30s oriented? Kate, I feel like you are just the queen <laughs> of categorizing red flags. You used to have some really, I'm going to say insane um, hands in your so- <laughs>
1: Well, if we're going to, if we're going to talk about allegedly insane ones, but I would say totally viable ones in my twenties, emoticons, this is pre-emojis. So anyone who sent like happy faces, I was convinced, okay, a happy face when we worked in our twenties is like the same as being a lowercase boy. I'm sorry. That's like the equivalent. Uh, So definitely mine used to be happy faces and then also flip-flops. My partner now has had to leave his flip-flops behind on our last. Um, beach vacation. You know,
0: we 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 all just make sacrifices. Yeah, for
1: exactly. But the most, and it's funny. I was out last night talking to a very dear friend who's in the process of pining for an ex girlfriend and like going through that process of will we or will we not getting get back together. And they're both in their 30s. Massive red flag. If someone is not getting back to you in a timely ma- manner, yes. that it's not even a red flag. It's no crossing zone that is just so disrespectful and that is never going to change communication is truly the most important thing in
0: a relationship if you're not communicating from the get-go no during the moments when you are essentially sending your representative to date the other person right i'd also say like i don't know if this could be described as a red flag but it's like believe people when they tell you who they are right so if someone says well, I'm really not looking for something serious. You have to believe them. And that's, of course, only a red flag if you are looking for something different than what they want. But I think that something that I learned to do in my 30s is to have conversations about expectations really early because at the beginning, those expectations and desires are divorced from the two Mm -hmm. of you. So it's almost easier to be like, do you want kids? Do you want marriage? How important are these things for you? Or like, how frequently do you want to see someone you're dating? What are you looking for? And like, I think that getting those things out there and then if they are squirrely around answering those questions, to me, that's a, big red flag.
1: I could not agree more. I so ahead of this. I was talking to my partner and being like, "Okay, what stood out about dating me? What was unique about us <laughs> dating?" Uh, but one of the things that he said was that he was very surprised when before I we got serious, well, before I thought we got serious, he thought we were already in a relationship. But I told him, I said, and you'll remember this because I called you and I said to him before we turn this into a relationship, I have to let you know,
0: I don't want kids. You just listened to a free preview of this week's Rich Text podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to listen to the rest of this week's podcast and our entire Rich Text back catalog, you can become a paying subscriber at claireandemma.substack.com. If not, you can still enjoy our free weekly recommendations. Rich Text is hosted, produced, and edited by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray. You can find the written version of Rich Text at clarinemma.substack.com. You can find us on Instagram at Claire and Emma Pod, and you can find our other podcast, Love to See It, over at Stitcher and wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at Love to See It Pod. You can also find us individually at Claire E. Fallon and at Emma Lady Rose. Thanks for listening.